Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello, I'm Stephen. I'm going to be doing today's Coach House Beacon. John's Gospel records for us in chapter 17 what is known as Jesus' high priestly prayer, which he prayed for all his followers. Firstly, he prayed for himself. Secondly, for the group of disciples who had been with him during his ministry. Thirdly, he prayed for all those who, through their ministry, would come to believe in him. If you believe in Jesus as your Saviour and Lord, then you are included. In verse 17 of John chapter 17, Jesus prays, Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Jesus here says that God's word is truth. The Jewish people of Jesus' time had God's word in written form. Of course, they had it in written form before then too. It was what we know as the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures from Genesis to Malachi. In Jesus' time, many Jews used a Septuagint or Greek translation of their sacred writings. The translation from Hebrew to Greek was begun in the 3rd century BC and completed by 132 BC. Jesus was referring to this as God's word, which he said is truth. After Jesus returned to heaven, 40 days after his resurrection, some of his followers began to write about Jesus' life and ministry. These became known as the Four Gospels. Luke also wrote the Acts, which was a narrative of how those first believers began to spread the good news of salvation through faith in Christ alone. The Four Gospels and the Acts became part of a collection of 27 documents, which we know as the New Testament. Along with the Hebrew Old Testament, the New Testament was also God's Word, inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament pointed forward to Jesus as God's Anointed One, who would crush the serpent's head, as mentioned in Genesis 3.15. The fact that he was God's Anointed One also meant that he was also the true King of God's people, Israel, in fulfilment of the covenant God had made with King David many centuries before which is in 2 Samuel 23, 5. Jesus said that God's word is truth. So that would mean, for example, that the story of creation and the fall of man from innocence in paradise, as recorded in Genesis, is true. It is not a myth, fairy tale or allegory. They really happened as recorded in Genesis. The things that are recorded of Jesus in the Gospels are true. They really happened. We can be sure that Jesus really died on the cross, offering his life as payment for our sin, to make peace between us and God, and physically rising from the dead on the third day, showing that his sacrifice had been effective. Did you know that in 1948, God's word was demonstrated as true and reliable in modern times before the eyes of the world? That demonstration was God's ancient covenant people becoming a nation again. The nation of Israel was formed again in their biblical land. It was a fulfilment of Isaiah 66, 8. And the day in that verse was May 14th, 1948. In many places in the Old Testament prophets, God said he would restore the Jewish people's nationhood. 
and they would never be removed from their God-given land again. And this has been demonstrated as true. This being the case, I would encourage you to fully trust in God's word, the Bible, and I would encourage you to commit yourself to him, whom John's gospel calls the word made flesh, that is Jesus. Before much longer, Jesus will return physically to this earth, to Israel and Jerusalem, where he will ascend the throne of his ancestor, King David, in fulfilment of the promise given to David by God. This is one of the reasons why the Jews must be back in their land. I would encourage you, considering these things, to invite Jesus to be your King and Saviour. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the truth of your word. Please incline our hearts to trust in you and to follow you. May you come soon. Amen. Coach House Beacons The Coach House Church Daily Devotional to find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.